Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do apparently a series review. Uh, this one's going to be for Fleabag on BBC and uh, Amazon Prime or Amazon Video for the US, because that's how it was distributed. Uh, and you can still, if you've uh, not caught up with the series or whatever, uh, this will be um, a spoiler only review just because from looking at this show, looking at the things that it does, uh, and also given how short it is, I don't actually know how to talk about what the series is good and bad at without going into specific spoilers. But this is your, I guess, only spoiler warning. Um, but if you do want to go and uh, catch up with the show uh, before we do get into spoilers and the review here uh, for Fleabag. Uh, if you're in the UK, you can watch this on BBC. It's on the iPlayer as well. And if you're in the US or maybe international countries... Uh, you can watch it on Amazon Video, Amazon Prime, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you can watch it on Amazon as well. Uh, so yes, this is your only spoiler warning. I did put spoilers in the title. Um, but I will say that um, the series is is really excellent. So as a consensus of did I like it or did I not, uh, I thought this was excellent. So uh, yes, your only spoiler warning. Now we're going to get into stuff here. Um, so let me quickly read a note that I found in a bit of, uh, I suppose you could call it research. Uh, I was looking up some bits and pieces about the show, um, particularly the main character's name, which we'll get to in a bit here. Uh, So it said, as reported by Bustle, I don't know who Bustle is, I found this on some random uh, article. Fleabag was originally a one-person play written and performed by Phoebe uh, Waller-Bridge, who plays the main character, uh, at the Edinburgh Fringe uh, Festival back in 2013. I didn't know that that was a festival, I didn't know that was a thing, but that was the information. So back in 2013, so that was like... Six, yeah, six years ago, roughly, uh, that she did that. Uh, Waller Bridge now also plays the lead character in the television series. Um, so looking at this show and looking at the information here of this is a one-person play, I really wonder how you would pull that off or what that looks like or anything like that because with this series using uh fleabag uh which is apparently the main character's actual name um i was looking at because like i didn't kind of recall them giving her a name in the show and then sort of looked up i was like wait a minute what is the main character's name 
And even in the cast list that I found on multiple different sites and stuff, uh, it says Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, as Fleabag, a troubled young woman living in London. So that's just what we kind of got to go with here. Uh, her, na- her name's Fleabag, which is very strange. Um, but yeah, given that like they tried to do this as a one-person play, and um, if you think about that and you look at the TV series and what they've been been able to achieve with that... This character kind of only works... I mean, she does have great scenes on her own. And, like, especially with the fourth fourth wall breaking and all that kind of stuff. And that could be kind of interesting for the for the play. Um, but given how, like, she'll talk to a character... And then, like, she'll look at you and give, like, even an, either um, an expression or a wink. Or she'll say something to you. Um, like, if somebody's about to tell a story or something. Or somebody's about to say something... And then Fleabag will look at the camera or look at you or whatever. And she'll go, she'll quickly go, this should be interesting. And then she cl- quickly sort of turns herself back round to the character that's talking. I wonder how you either... I mean, not even with just the fourth wall breaking stuff. Just with, like, how her character pushes forward and how she kind of bounces off the other characters. Like the mother, her dad, her sister, um, her sister's partner as well. Um, yeah, Martin, her, Claire's husband. Um, how she kind of bounces off of those characters and how they bounce back off of her and that sort of thing. Um, I really wonder how you would do that as a one-person play. Uh, but maybe it could be adapted differently. I'm not really sure. So, um, so yeah, obviously BBC kind of picked it up. They decided to do it. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought this series was excellent. Um, so I'd, I'd heard... What I've kind of been doing lately is I follow TV critics like Alan Seppamall and Alison Keane and some other people as well. But Alan Seppamall and uh, Alison Keane are the main two that I follow. Um, Alan Seppamall's over at Rolling, Rolling Stone and uh, Alison Keane's from uh, Collider. And um, they get, you know, they get screenings and all sorts of things and they have like, you know, they, they see stuff early and whatever. Um... And both of them, within kind of the same week, was like, Fleabag Season 2 is one of the best things you'll see this year. Um, and then I, I'd heard of the series, because if you listen to uh, Geek Town, uh, Grey, one of David's other co-hosts, um, I think he said that he was me- he was watching uh, Fleabag, and he said that it was really good. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him. Um, and then, so that was, that was, from Grey, that was the first time I'd heard about the series. And, uh... Yeah, that was the first time I heard about the series, and I was like, oh, okay, it's this, it's this show on BBC. And I remember at one point where I was watching, uh, it might have been like Dr. Foster or something like that. I was watching some sort of other BBC show, BBC, BBC show. and uh, they do have like a Netflix-style kind of thing where it's like you load the, the iPlayer, it has like featured, you know, EastEnders, Doctor Who, etc. And then it has your continue watching thing. So as I was scrolling down to go to continue watching, I did keep seeing Fleabag pop up. Um, but I never clicked on it. I went straight to uh, what I was watching before. Uh, so, so that, so at that point, like Fleabag was kind of on my mind as a good show to maybe check out, sort of thing. And then when, like, um, not saying that Grey didn't push it enough for me, but then when you get like three people that say, "Okay, this is a great show. It's one of the best best shows you'll watch in 2018, uh, 2019, sorry, for season two. Uh, and he said, oh, it's on Amazon Prime. And I was like, wait a minute, Amazon? I'm sure I saw this on BBC and then realised the whole Amazon US, BBC UK thing. And then I looked at, like, okay, I had no idea how many episodes there is. I have no idea what this is about. I don't know uh, how long the episodes are. Then I looked and saw, like, two seasons, uh, 12 episodes, 22, 26 minutes. 22 to, like, 26 minutes, roughly. I thought, like, cool, short and sweet. 
Uh, and then I went and watched the first episode, was kind of hooked from start to finish. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of the things I've been doing lately, is, like, you know, keeping an eye on what critics say is really good. Specifically, uh, Alan and, um, you know, Alan and, Alan and Alison. Uh, Alan said more than Alison Keane. Um, because when literally both of them give the pretty much same amount of praise, and Grey's already said to me about the series, it really kind of encourages me to watch it. Same thing with, um... Chernobyl, I haven't actually started it yet, I'm going to start it today, but, like, I thought, like, oh, this is going to be some weird, like, documentary thing about some disaster that happened, and I've seen these things about so many times, and I never really watched them, and that show just keeps getting praise week to week, uh, so, yeah, just, just, sometimes just out of pure, like, praise from loads of people, I just check out stuff, and that was another thing that happened with Fleabag, um, I think that, uh, the fourth wall breaking is something kind of big, to talk about here because it's kind of a, a main feature and it's her interacting with you as the audience they did this in uh, house of cards they did it with both claire and with frank of course they did it with uh claire in the post frank era which we'll, we'll call it that um i thought that was really brilliant there was another show that i mean deadpool does it uh in deadpool films i just like when a character will either go to do something or they'll be about to listen to a character and it will be like they want you as part of the conversation sort of thing um and they're sort of because sometimes like you know as good as other shows are and stuff like that it is interesting to see like because uh, one of the, one of the things that kind of works for me a lot is when a char- when two characters not only are getting on with what they've got to get on with in terms of the plot and what they're doing, but when characters actually specifically talk about the things that have happened. So for characters to like look at the camera and talk to you and talk about oh this is what's happening, um, I I've always found that pretty interesting and I think I do think that it kind of excels to a different level here. In Fleabag, as good as it was in House of Cards and as funny as it is in Deadpool, I'm sure there's other shows and films that have done it. Uh, and I think uh, The Witcher 3 also did it as well um, at some point during that. Uh, Geralt did that with, with you as well. Uh, it, it just brings a different level of like interactivity in a way, even though you're not like making choices or clicking on buttons. You're not doing like a Bear Grylls, Bandersnatch type of thing. Um... But I just found that that elevated it to a whole new level. Um, it's interesting also to have... And this is something that is actually quite tough to do. Which the show needs praise for. Th- this series is kind of like... Grim and a bit dark quite often. And you do often have like... Uh, because of the whole thing with... Uh, Boo. Um, Fleabag's uh, best friend that, that died... And you keep kind of flashing back to that. And at some point during... It plays more into season 2 I think. But when you have the whole situation with... I think it's Claire. When she says oh can't forgive you for what you did or something. And then you find out that... um, The reason that... You know the whole reason that Boo tried to... I, I found it really interesting that... Boo didn't try to... Commit suicide. But she tried to injure herself. But the act of her trying to injure herself. So that her husband or boyfriend would come and see her to get the more attention and all that kind of stuff was to go into the road because when they first kind of showed that happening and you're like oh her friend died because of suicide because that's what the scene immediately looks like when you see someone that distraught and they're like walking towards the road really slowly with no intent to cross the road 
you kind of come to that conclusion in a way. So it was really interesting to see um, to see how all that kind of came together in the explanation of that, and in the explanation later, which I'm sure doesn't come until like episode four or five of season two, to see like Claire say, "Oh, but like remember what you did," and the fact that. Fleabag was the one that slept with Boo's, uh, I'll say partner, I can't remember if it's boyfriend or husband, but Boo's uh, partner, and then that kind of adding up to, really adding up to, like, put more emphasis on why Fleabag is kind of a damaged character. I mean, there isn't really a character in this show that isn't particularly damaged, uh, and going back to a point that I, I was going to go to a minute ago, it's very, very difficult to write a series where most of your characters are, like, damaged or distraught. Or like uh, having like any kind of PTSD or depression or any of that kind of stuff. And still make it... This show's still quite funny and it's still very, very entertaining. But not in a way... It, it's very, very difficult to do that. It's a bit like... It's why Afterlife was so good. It focuses on like mental illness and grief and depression. But like it, it switches from being hilarious to like making you choke up from one minute to the next. Which is one reason that show to me is a work of art. And in here they do, not quite in the same way of a work of art, but they still do it very, very well. And I do think that um, the majority of the scenes that kind of sit you back a bit are those fourth wall uh, breaking scenes where, um, like, that, like, like that dinner scene in season two, I think, when you have the, the priest there. And clearly, like, that conversation, that, that was never going to go well, that dinner scene. And with the tension kind of building and building and building... And then um, every every time someone would say something or Fleabag would say something to somebody else, uh, she'd like maybe break the fourth wall and look at you uh, and then say something. And it really kind of broke up that tension in an interesting way. And I think that's one of the show's real big sort of strengths is to is to still have that story about like a damaged character and someone who's particularly lonely and, and all that sort of stuff, but still make it entertaining enough to where you're not just sitting and like watching a bunch of misery essentially. And it still is funny in in certain situations, so uh, I think that's one of the show's strengths. Um, so that's kind of my overall, uh, well, thing I suppose for for the show. Um, so yeah, I I think it really plays to, to some strengths in that. Uh, and it also, I can't I can't stress this enough. To have a show, um, I'll bring three examples in: Dead to Me, Barry, and I'll use Fleabag as another example. Thirty minutes, short and sweet. Six to eight episodes. Um, yeah, because Fleabag's got six episodes a season. Barry's got eight. And Detemi's got ten, I think. But, like, these six to ten episode short seasons... Uh, granted, if these episodes were still an hour... I just think that doing ten episodes is a really, really great thing. And that does tie back into my uh, HBO King of TV thing. Where they do tend to, like, you know, Game of Thrones. Six to... Well, six episodes for this season. But ten episodes a season. And then, like... Silicon Valley, 8 to 10 episodes, and then you go over to Barry, 8 to 10 episodes. It really does kind of cut down on... It, it makes you move your story at a, like, thicker pace and have, like, more tension and more stakes and that sort of thing. I just think it really helps, and for the for this show to do that as well, and to be even less, to be 6 episodes in 30 minutes. Because uh, even though Game of Thrones is 6 episodes this season, it was still, like, you know, 60 to, what, 80 minutes or so. Um, so they, they, uh, did a really good job of that. Uh, so let's go through some of these characters and then I'll kind of, um, wrap things up a little bit. Or I'll talk about my, uh, the other thing I want to quickly talk about before I get into characters is, uh, so I saw that there was two seasons. So like when I went and checked, 
okay, how many episodes, how long, so that I know what I'm watching. Um, and I saw like, oh, two seasons, cool. I'll go and catch up with those, and then I'll be ready for season three, presumably next year. I finish season two, and then kind of think like, oh, okay, they haven't got like, they could create new threads, or they could like continue with this relationship with the priest in some kind of way. And then I looked up like, you know, Fleabag season three. And then the star of the show, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, um, was quoted in multiple articles saying, like, no, that's the final ever episode. And then I, like, kind of thought about that, obviously, for a couple of minutes or so, uh, or for about a minute, or however long I thought about it for. Um, and then kind of thought, like, yeah, there isn't really, you didn't have a sense of wrap-up, but you did have a sense of, okay, there's nothing left hanging there's no though there's no cliffhangers per se the only other one thing i would like is like okay is that really the end of the relationship with the preacher because it kind of it seems like there's a bit of a future there but i know they kind of said goodbye to each other and then uh, phoebe herself kind of turns around and waves at you like says the goodbye or whatever um I don't know, I was just surprised that that was the ending, and then as I was reading the news of, like, okay, final episode, the, the star says it's the final episode, I was like, okay, kind of makes sense, but you could still do more of this. So whether they'll change that decision later on, or if that's definitely the case, uh, which is why I also am calling this a series review, because um, so, apparently it is the end of the, end of the series. So, uh, yeah, I was just surprised by that, but kind of in a good way and kind of in a I don't know I, I'm still a little bit conflicted about my my thoughts on that because I think you could have done more and 12 episodes isn't a lot um but yeah we'll, we'll see if they change their mind later or not uh Phoebe Waller-Bridge is Fleabag a troubled uh young woman living in London um yeah I pretty much talked about her she's the main kind of focus of the series obviously and how she bounces off other characters Phoebe Waller-Bridge does amazing uh in in her role and as I was scrolling through uh, some bits and pieces for this show. I, I didn't like write down specific awards and stuff. But I did see her name listed several times. For like winning different awards. So that's that's much deserved. Sion. Uh, or Sion. Uh, Clifford as Claire. She was, a, she was a really good kind of sibling character. And someone like. Okay she's pretty much the opposite of, of Fleabag. But they kind of like. Their relationship grows and develops in a very interesting way. As the series goes on. Um, especially with the whole. Is it the awards thing? And you saw that bit where uh, um, Fleabag's kind of mucking about or whatever. And Claire's left this massive office that she's got. And that was a funny thing where like Claire's like, don't say anything about my office. And then she walks in. She goes, bloody hell, it's big. And us as the audience are kind of with Fleabag in that moment of like, this is your office? Wow, it's, it's it. That was, that was one of the biggest offices that I've kind of seen. So... Um, that was kind of fascinating as well. But yeah, when she kind of, when uh, Fleabag picks up that award thing, and then she immediately goes, oh, this is heavy, and smashes it on the, or drops it on the table, and it smashes the bits. And you're like, oh, wow, she's at this really important thing, there's a lot of stakes, and Claire's, like, already said multiple times she's stressed, you can see that she's stressed. And the one thing that they're there to kind of give, which is this award, is now damaged and broken, um... Yeah, so that created some interesting tension as well. So, uh, and then she ended up getting the um, the woman body uh, thing that 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 was kind of like a theme throughout the show. Uh, she just ended up giving that to the woman, which I thought was was kind of funny. Uh, what else is there? Uh, yeah, Olivia Coleman. So yeah, Claire was a great character. I really enjoyed her. 
uh, or her as uh, Fleabag's sister. Uh, Olivia Coleman in the series, of course, the talented actress. Uh, Fleabag's godmother, who is now in a relationship with her with Fleabag's father. Um, she was really an interesting like character for Fleabag to bounce off, just because of like her dad. He's got this. I, I'm not sure what you'd call the uh, issue slash problem or what whatever it is that he has. Uh, but obviously, his speech is a bit like slower, isn't it? So. Uh, I'm not sure what, what I can't remember the the word that you do use for that, um, but he's got that issue obviously as well. And I mean, he's getting on good with it. He's still like communicating and like living a good life and all that kind of stuff. So uh, he's still a great character. Um, but for like them to have these really tension heavy scenes with the godmother um, or with yeah, Fleabag's godmother. Uh, where like she, they're really trying to criticize each other just to just past that point of like the breaking point. So if you've got like if you envision a breaking point, and it's like imagine like a, a meter filling up, right? And it just gets to just before that bit, and it never quite cracks it, or it does in certain scenes, like when she when Fleabag slaps her later, like it kind of cracks it, and then the dad's there, and it immediately goes back to the other side. Um, I thought that was fascinating to watch as the show sort of went on, but for like for them to kind of bounce off each other that way, and especially with obviously with Claire as well, and then for the dad to kind of come into some scenes and break up the tension, I thought that was such a good way to sort of balance everything. Um, and yeah, that was, God, it, was, it was fascinating to watch this family, so that was great as well. Uh, Fleabag's dad, uh, Bill Patterson, I think is his name here. Um, yeah, I kind of just spoke about him as well because they're kind of a pair, aren't they? The, the godmother and the the dad. Um, yeah, just being the kind of tension breaker and the, the character that they can't seem to, nobody can sort of seem to argue in front of, um, as well. So, I, yeah, d- d- just ha- having those two as a pair and having one be kind of the opposite to the other in a way was fascinating to see. Um, Brett, uh, Glemon or Gleeman uh, as Martin Clare's husband. This guy was in uh, Love on Netflix, which I've referenced on several different podcasts. I've also reviewed the uh, second and third season. Um, I think I might have reviewed the first season, I can't remember. But I definitely reviewed the second and the uh, third and final season of that. Um, in that show, he played as uh, Mickey's... Um, one of Mickey's exes, I think it was... No, it was her uh, work colleague, uh, not not the ex, I'm thinking of another character. Um, he played as Mickey's um, work colleague and he was very, very similar to what he is here. I don't know if he considers himself like typecast or something. And I've only ever seen him in these two roles, I'm pretty sure, in uh, Love on Netflix and um, Fleabag here. Uh, but I recognise him immediately. He's kind of a semi-major character in uh, Love on Netflix. And um, yeah, they do this like radio show together. Kind of like what we're doing here. Uh, but they do like radio instead of podcasts and stuff. And uh, they they get into some, some interesting stuff with that on, on that show. So it's cool to see him again and kind of playing the same role. But like a very, very, a very similar like not just the same type of character. But an actual similar role where it's it's the person that the main character has discussed over. Because Mickey in um, Love on Netflix. Oh I should just say Love whatever. Um, Mickey in that show, who's played by Gillian uh, Jacobs, by the way, um, they kind of have a similar relationship where, like, they have to. It's different though because they they work together as opposed to here, where he's just um, her sister's uh, husband. Um, 
But yeah, it, it's a similar role, similar character, but they play slightly different roles as well. So you've still got the same relationship between the two types of characters, but they play a different role. So because they don't work together, so that's that's kind of interesting. But yeah, he was he. I think he was a worse person in this show than what he is in in uh, Love as well. Um, you don't see him quite so much in that show either. It does focus a lot on uh, Mickey and Gus's relationship, hence it's a romantic comedy. Um, but he's a little bit more regular here, I think. Um, and he's definitely worse as well as as a person. But hey, he's kind of good at playing that. And as we always kind of say with these people, um, Brett himself is probably a really, really nice person. Um, so yeah, that's that's interesting as well. Uh, Hugh Skinner as a Harry uh, Fleabag's ex-boyfriend. Um, there was a lot of love interest throughout the show. And a lot of... Um, yeah. There was... Yeah. It was so interesting, interesting to see. Like Harry is the more... Scared one. I wouldn't say controlling. Because it seems like Fleabag is in control of the relationship. And of course he always leaves his... Um, toy dinosaur thing behind. Just so that he can have an excuse to go back and... Uh, rekindle an old flame or whatever with with Harry uh, or with Fleabag, um, but he was kind of interesting to see as well. Um, yeah, uh, out of the love interest that were the most interesting, I think probably the priest is as well. So um, yeah, it's got a lot of the different uh, love interests here. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, Fleabag's counselor played by Fiona Shaw. Um, she she was kind of interesting as well. You don't you didn't see much of her, but I do. I always find because I go to counselling sessions myself, I always find them fascinating to see in uh, different TV series, like in um, Afterlife, the, the dreadful counsellor there or um, therapist or whatever. Um, just to see how those conversations go, and to see like, okay, how good is this counsellor at his job uh, or her job, um, and that sort of thing. So that was cool as well. Um, and then yeah, that's that's most of the characters. I mean, I already kind of spoke about, um, you know, the the priest and stuff. That was the most interesting relationship probably in the show. Um, outside of Claire and um, Fleabag, uh, the the main two sisters, just just because of how that evolved and stuff, and especially with the trip that they went on for the was it like a woman's retreat or something they went on. That was fascinating as well. So that was cool to see. Uh, but yeah, overall. Phenomenal series, short and sweet. If this is actually the end of the series, they could change their mind, of course. Uh, British shows are very different in terms of renewal. They don't have any of these sort of, like, upfront deadlines or anything like that. And you don't usually always see, okay, this show has been renewed. Um, Sometimes it's like, hey, guess what? Fleabag Season two's here next week or something. You, you don't really get the same kind of build-up as you do with, with American shows. Um, And with, like, uh, Friday Night Dinner on Channel 4, that show was on, like, last year. I think. Or was it on this year? Um, I can't remember. But when it was last on and then they just left it for months. And then they were suddenly like, oh yeah, it's coming back for another season. We'll see you like next year or whatever. So, it, it's very strange how it's done in Britain. But um, we shall see if this is actually the end of the... It probably is the end of the series. But I think there's a small chance it could like maybe come back for some sort of special or something like that. So, we shall see. But yeah, overall phenomenal series. This will be somewhere... You know what? It's, it, it's the end of May right now. And... Um, my top 10 list for shows, which will probably again be 13 shows like it was last year, is almost already full. And 
uh, <laughs> we're only in May, so this is going to be a really difficult year to pick for TV. So, uh, yeah, again, because it was last year. But that's my thoughts on Fleabag. If you guys have any thoughts on the show, uh, obviously, spoiler-wise, that sort of stuff, um, you can send them to Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, patreon.com uh, forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can deem rewards. For reviews of your choice, Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We'll get a small cut, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to those as well. Uh, you can also just subscribe and rate the feed. Just tap on the star rating. That will help us out. Uh, word of mouth, tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. That really helps us out. Share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different groups. Video games, if you'd like to watch um, me, Robert, or David play different video games, me and David stream on Mix uh, Twitch and Robert streams on Mixer. I've been doing some uh, Blood and Truth stuff which came out uh, recently. This will be, I'll be posting this during my, uh, what I've just now decided will be my uh, break. So um, look out for this. Uh, well, you listen to it anyway, so never mind. Um, but yeah, you can support us through all those different methods, watch us play video games, all that kind of stuff. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.